In this episode of Beyond the Arcade, Professor Jacques Maresco shares his keys to success. He talks about his wife's essential role in the history of Ircad, how he became a citizen of Rwanda. He reveals how WebSearch almost disappeared and why Alsace was the perfect place for Ircad. Discover how he managed to become not only a groundbreaking surgeon, but also a successful businessman. Beyond Ircad. Surgical Journeys. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Beyond Ircad with a very, very special guest with us in the studio today. He's a visionary, a pioneer, a leader. And unless you've been living under a rock for the past 30 years, you know this man's name. Professor Jacques Maresco, welcome. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Professor Marsco, you've been interviewed many, many times before, but today we're going to try something a bit different because I would like to focus not only on Professor Marsco, the surgeon, but also on the man, Jacques Marsco. So first, let's talk about your early years. Uh, can you tell us how it all began for you, how you discovered surgery? And what originally sparked your interest? Uh, so, you know, my, my parents were in the medical field. So that means my father was professor of physiology. Mm -hmm. And my mother, she had eight different specialties in medical uh, field because she never practiced, uh, because she wanted to educate us. But she has everything that means pediatry, hematology, oncology, intensive care. So every two years, she had another specialty. And she was so generous, so she decided always to educate the four kids that she had. Uh, so after that, why medicine? Because for me, it was so natural. With a mother was medical doctor, a father was professor in medicine. They spoke only about uh, medicine at home, and uh, for me it was the uh, only way. I didn't imagine to do something else. Okay. And uh, so it was my decision to do to do medicine, but uh, I had no idea at the beginning. I wanted to be a, a gynecologist and perhaps more uh, obstetrician because I was fascinated by birth, by pregnancy, mm -hmm. and progressively after my residency, I decided to do what we call general surgery, which is uh, digestive surgery. And years and years later, uh, you created IRCAD and you're perhaps uh, most widely known as the president and creator of IRCAD. Uh, so today, IRCAD is a, a world-renowned institute, but back in the early 90s, it seemed like an absolutely crazy idea. And, uh, and people were very skeptical about this idea. So what was, at that time in the early 90s, what was going on through your head when people were reacting that way? First of all, you know, I am always interested by new things. I like new things. Yeah. And uh, for me, the first shock I had was in 1988, because that was the first time that uh, Frédéric Mouret and Professor Perissa, all French surgeons, they described in the French uh, Congress the first cholecystectomy that they had performed. Uh, it was crazy. At this period, everybody said it was crazy. And uh, when I came back, I said to all my team, no, no, that is not crazy, that is fantastic. The view we can have is something that we cannot have with our own eyes. So at this period, I convinced, I remember very well, 
uh, a company whose name was uh, uh, it was United States Surgical C uh, Corporation in US and they have also a subsidiary in Europe and in France and they gave to me uh, two first uh, column equipment for laparoscopic surgery so we start to imagine at the end of 1988. So we were one of the first university hospitals to, to develop this kind of technique. And we continue just for cholecystectomy. So that is, that is the beginning of what we call laparoscopic surgery, what Americans, they call the second French Revolution, because mm. it was these two guys, Mouret and Perissa. And after that, uh, the idea, you say, uh, IRCAD, the idea was 1991. Why? Each of us, we can have one day, uh, we watch an uh, exceptional lecture. And that changed totally your mind. In 1991, and that was in Germany, in Colonia, I remember I watched and I attended a lecture of Rick Sataba. And you imagine that that was more than 30 years ago. He explained the future of surgery. And the future of surgery, it's exactly what we have done in IRCAD. So he spoke about the power of internet. Uh, at this period, internet didn't exist. It was 1992 for the first trials in Europe. He explained the power of robotics. No robot at this period, imagine, 30 years ago. He explained the power of what we call the digital clone of the patients. And he explained at this period, you will see one day the surgeon will operate before a real operation on the digital clone. And that is what we have done with uh, the creation of visible patient, for example. Yes. And after that, he explained also the power of, you imagine, artificial intelligence, 32 years ago. Because everybody thinks that artificial intelligence is something totally new. That means 2014, when the first time the machine was a winner against a Go game world ship in South Korea. That is not true. The first machine learning was 1957 by Rosenblatt. The machine learning, the name was Perceptron. So you imagine that Rick Satava, he has explained everything that today we know and we develop in IRCAD, not only in IRCAD, in all the world, that is a new technology applied to surgery. So you're talking about Rick Satava, who's one of your mentors in a certain Echo, way. Oh, yes, yes. Um, he... he thinks outside of the box. And do you think this is also one of the reasons why you've been so successful because of your ability to think outside of the box, to think differently? Uh, you are right. I, I think what is very important for somebody who has an idea which is totally out of the box is not to listen to the criticism. Yeah. At the beginning, it's difficult. You know, when I was young, at the beginning of, uh, of the program, when, it, when we developed IRCAD, it was difficult. We had no money. We had very few trainees. And I read a lot of criticism, especially coming from French surgeons, because surgery and surgeon community is very conservative. So at the beginning, it's very difficult. But you just need to say, I am one goal. And I want absolutely to have the same vision and not to change. If you are convinced that your goal is a good, good one, your vision is a good one. Did you ever think about giving up? Like, did you, did you think, you know, these people are skeptical? What if they're right? What yeah. if this project is too ambitious? Just the opposite. Just the opposite. I think that this kind of reaction pushed me to do better. And I think that one of the... 
the most important quality when you have a program is the tenacity. That means uh, you continue, you continue, you work more than the other one, and you want just to prove that what you think about is a good way to be achieved. So never, never, really, uh, never, I said, I'm going to, to, to give up now. I think, you know, behind every success story, there's always failures, and you have to you have to rethink things and get back up on your feet. How do you how do you deal with that with failure and having to change things? Is is that difficult for you? Uh, you are totally right. It's not a long way and uh, like a long uh, tranquil river as yeah. a movie. No, no, no. It's sometimes it's difficult, but sometimes it's really very difficult. And uh, but the only not a failure, but a very, very big difficulty and risk for IRCAD has been the creation of web search. Because uh, when we have created web search at the beginning, it was a crazy period of internet, you know, uh, just 1999, yes. 2000 period, we, we had to invest a lot of money. And we had a deal with a, a company in France whose name is Havas. And uh, it was done, the, the director of us say, uh, recruit, 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 and after that we will have a deal and we can reimburse everything. We will part, we will be the major partner of uh, WebSearch in IRCAD. And so I remember very well, that was not in, uh, because it was 1990, so it was in France, not in uh, Euro, but we have uh, expanded uh, more than seven or eight millions uh, for this project. Mm -hmm. And Uh, the day before the signature of the agreement, uh, this company have us, they say, we change, we, we don't are uh, going to be your partner. So for me, it was uh, a shock. I remember very well because I say, yeah, well, how I can find uh, eight or more, between eight and nine million francs uh, uh, to, to save not only, uh, not only the, the employees of web surge inside uh, IRCAD, but also IRCAD. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, as you said, I was not destroyed. I was in, uh, in the plane back from Paris in a very good condition. I don't know why, but I remember I was not stressed. I was not uh, disappointed. I just say, I need to find a solution. And the day after in the morning, I remember very well the story. I, I had operated some years before the brother of uh, uh, the CEO, president and CEO of one of the biggest companies in France of construction. I don't want to say the name, but really the biggest, the number one in the world. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know him, but uh, at this period, every Sunday, I was always in the hospital in my office. The door was always open. And this guy, the brother, the guy who was the president and CEO, every Sunday he entered in my office to take uh, some, to have some news from his brother, etc. And at this point, I didn't know who he was. And it's only the last day when he came to bring back his brother in his private jet that he gave me his card. And uh, I was surprised. And uh, he said, if one day you need something, I will solve the problem. So... This day, I think, it was a Thursday, the, the bad announcement. Friday morning, I, I called him to say, I have really a big problem. And he said, uh, Professor, don't worry. Uh, I, I cancel everything this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Come in Paris. This evening, it will be solved. And I remember he called uh, 
advisor of the prime minister. He called Avas to say, you cannot do that for this institution. He called uh, some other bank and uh, six hours after, everything was sold. Wow. He had the eight millions. Wow. So, so just, just to understand that sometimes it is uh, opportunity, but you know, uh, the, the success is when uh, opportunity arrives when you had prepared the opportunity, <laughs> and that was done. So that is, for me, the most difficult period we had, uh, except this period, I think, that uh, everything was progressively increasing, increasing in a good way. Okay, but you, you never lost faith. You always were no, quite confident. No, no. and also okay. because uh, I think I have a, a strong team. Yeah. I have a strong family. That is also very important. You know, yes. I think that if you have a problem in the family, you, you cannot work correctly. Of course. That's, uh, that's, uh, you need a balance. For me, I need absolutely a balance with my wife, with my kids. If I have not a balance, I cannot work. Would you say that your family plays an active role in your professional life? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but for a lot of reasons, you know. I think that today, when you arrive in Irkad, it looks like a four or five star uh, hotel, restaurant. Everything is smooth because nobody is looking behind the curtain. And at the beginning, when we start to open, that was in 1994. We had no money, I remember very well. Uh, I had half a secretary. My wife uh, didn't work. She has finished uh, studies of law uh, to be a, a, a lawyer. She stopped to support me. And you imagine that my wife, with his uh, background, I think it will be difficult now. But she, she stopped to work. She, she came in IRCAT for free during more than five years. She was uh, giving the coffee to, the, to everybody. She was cleaning the institute because at this period we cannot uh, pay or subtrate a cleaning uh, company because yeah. we have no money. I remember that we cannot offer a restaurant to the key opinion leaders coming or the trainees. So they were invited in my farm. I have a big, uh, big old farm. And uh, my wife was cooking what we call a bekohof in Alsace yes. because it is uh, potatoes and some uh, meat and it is not expensive. And uh, we had uh, 120, 150 uh, surgeons in our house just because we, we were not able to offer the restaurant. That's so incredible. that was the beginning. So without uh, your wife supporting you like that and without the family, you cannot do. Yeah, so course. it's uh, the reason why I always say, you know, I know majority of my friends in surgery, especially they have divorced. Uh, I, I know the same wife, well, the same wife, because I had only one, <laughs> the same uh, since she was 15, because mm -hmm. we were riding together, she had a horse, I had a horse. So uh, that means more than 50 years ago. Wow, so that's uh, a lifelong so it's love a, story. Yes, and she has known every evolution with, uh, as you said, some good periods, some more difficult ones. Yeah. But uh, never she said, uh, uh, let that, you have a good... Uh, because, you know, uh, I had a good position with Outir Khan. Yeah. I, I was very, uh, very young chairman of the Department of Surgery. I was, uh, I was professor, nominated professor. I was 31 years old. Normally it is 40. Yeah. But I was lucky for that. After that, I was chairman of the department. I was 40, 40 years old, which is very young. Mm. Uh, I had a very good uh, private activity, so I had also no financial problem. And... Uh, even that, I am always 
unsatisfied by what I do. So it's a reason why I always want to do something, and that is the reason why it was the creation of IRCAD. And I've said that one IRCAD was not enough, another one, another, and now we have nine. <laughs> that is a problem of uh, character, I think. Yeah, it's because you're never satisfied. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to be always unsatisfied. I think that is the best message I can give to a young surgeon, always to be unsatisfied by what you do, because you can always do in a better way. Yeah. You know, uh, for, for all the young listeners uh, who are listening to the show, um, being a surgeon can be quite intimidating. You know, it's, uh, it's a very tough and demanding job. Uh, it can be sometimes discouraging. What, um, what advice would you give to our young listeners, young medical students, young surgeons, uh, to inspire them to, to follow this career path? And what makes, um, what makes being a surgeon unique? I always say that for me, the best job we can imagine is surgery. Why? Because it is, a, it is the best application of medicine. Medicine, very often, it is long. You, 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 give, you, you have to do the diagnosis, you, do some, uh, you give some drugs, after that you follow the patient during one month, two months, three months, uh, you change the drug, so you have not an immediate result. Yeah. Surgery is totally different, and you, you see the character of surgeon is totally different. He wants the result immediately, and he can see the result immediately. So for, for me, it was never, uh, never a job. You know, uh, I was uh, working uh, all the week, as everybody, but that means full time from 6 a.m. to 10, 11 p.m. You can ask to my family, it was like that. Every Saturday, mm. every Sunday. Sunday, I had my my uh, lunch with all the family at uh, between two and three p.m. Because uh, from eight a.m. to two p.m. I was in the hospital. Okay, I was uh, leaving. My second family has always been the hospital. Mm. So the Sunday was the only day you have time to discuss with the nurse, to give some uh, cakes, to. To, to discuss about all the problem, which is more and more difficult today. But that, that, was, a, that was a good period. And so uh, what I have to say is that you cannot imagine the satisfaction that a surgeon has at the end of the day, even if it is difficult, because you cannot save everybody. Yeah. But when I look at, uh, you know, different other, uh, other uh, jobs, my, my son-in-law and my daughter, they, they, they have a lot of uh, friends who are traders in petrol, in oil. Yeah. So, oh, they are very rich. But what, 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 what is the job they have? Just to buy a low-price oil, to stock the oil, and when the, you have uh, not a big amount, to, to sell that again and to have... Uh, millions of bonus yeah. but do you think that is a job at the end of the day it's, it's not, not as meaningful so it's yeah. totally different yeah, yeah. Uh, you've, you've had a pretty unique uh, career in the sense that you've been successful both as a surgeon and also as an entrepreneur um, and some people see you more as a surgeon others will see you more as a businessman but how do you see yourself do you see yourself more as a surgeon? Uh, more, absolutely more surgeon. Yeah. Why? Because I think I, I would have been an entrepreneur, for example, with an MBA background. Mm. Never I would have taken the risk I have taken. I have no notion of money. So when you see that uh, I have in my office, I don't know if, Christopher, if you have seen that, I have my business plan 
to create Tirkat. I, I is, remember. Yeah. It is a yellow post-it. Yes. Because I know nothing about money. And you you don't need to, to, to have a background of a financial background to discuss with a company. I think it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why all the company, they follow me, the two major from uh, since now 30 years, that is uh, Carl Stoss Endoscopy or that is Medtronic today. Why? Because they trust, because we are loyal, because w- they know that all the teams, they are hard workers. And because it is very easy to, to show why we need the money, why we need the, the financial support. For that, you don't need to, to be a good finance uh, guy. You just, you just need to be a, a good surgeon with a vision of what you want to share your experience and to do education and research. I understand. But do you think you have good instincts when it comes to making decisions with you know, business decisions? Do you think you... Uh, yes, I think so. I don't know why, but I think that, uh, you know, each time we have invested something new, after that it works. Yeah. So you know the history of Ircard, it was one building, now it is four buildings, and after that it has been the ESUS or fifth building. Uh, during the COVID, when we decide to do a specific building just for robotics, it looks crazy to do that. Mm. But now what we see that now, you have more than 100 companies of uh, medical surgical robots. We have five, uh, you have five new robots in China every year. So now it's full by Medtronic. Yeah. Now we renovate another space of 700 square meters. It's full. And now we are going certainly to build something else. Because what we have to understand for when you want to discuss with a company, first of all, never I have contact a company. Never in my life. They always, always came to you. Always. And that, that is the key of the success. Because if you go to a company to say, come, etc. No, you are, mm. in, a, you are in a weakness uh, position. Yeah. No. They, they ask to come. And after that, we, we discuss. And when they see that a platform is ready, for example, you, know, you imagine they have a platform which is ready. They have an audiovisual team, six, uh, six full-time audiovisual. Who have that? Even... Even Mount Sinai in New York, a big hospital, they have billions and they have one or two audiovisual uh, technicians. And, and you cannot understand that. A big university like that, they speak always about the e-teaching, e-learning, and it is not professional. Yeah. And we have, even if it is a small one, we have a studio, like exactly like a TV studio. True. And now, now we have also the hotel and the restaurant. So that is the only way for us to be totally independent and not to have any money from the government. No public money. So of all, of all the things, all the different things that you've achieved, because there's so many, um, is there one that stands out professionally or personally? Is there an achievement that you're most proud of? Uh, yes, uh, I, I don't uh, think about that, I'm sure. You know, uh, for example, during the globalization of IRCAD, we have done a lot of IRCAD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one was IRCAD Taiwan, fantastic, because the team in IRCAD Taiwan, it's nearly my second family. So now we have in United States, in China, etc. But I think for me, the most important achievement of all the team of IRCAD is to, to create an IRCAD in uh, Africa. Why? Because you see this continent, 
And the majority, you can say, no, this continent is not uh, ready for new technology. No, 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 no. And, uh, and that is not true. And, uh, you know, I remember we were invited by the president, Paul Kagame, and the minister of health of uh, Rwanda, where we are, IRCAD in Rwanda. That was, uh, I think, four years ago, during the ceremony when, the, you know, the Royal College of Surgeons and the American College of Surgeons, they gave the diploma to, it was 800 surgeons uh, from uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Royal College of Surgeons, American College of Surgeons, on the morning they have some speech to explain uh, uh, education and uh, patient care in Africa. And the afternoon we were invited, just IRCAD. So six directors of IRCAD. On the morning, uh, that was very, very funny. All the people from US or UK, for example, and we remember very well a slide, you had uh, a robot, Da Vinci robot, and a big red cross to say that is not for you because with the cost of one robot you can uh, treat 1000 tuberculosis for example which is true yeah but that is not a vision that uh, needs to have a chief of state Mm. that means the message was you have to do the surgery that we have abandoned since uh, 20 years because that the new technology is not for you the afternoon all the director of IRCAD say the opposite. And we had a standing ovation by the new generation because they need to dream also. Of course. And to imagine it's for them. And what is funny that today we have created IRCAD. Today we have a robot in IRCAD given by the CEO of Intuitive Surgical. And today now the chief of state, Paul Kagame, who is really a visionary, he wants two robots. And he has understood also that robots was the only way to develop the teleproctoring, the remote surgery. So that means that uh, even if it is the smallest country in Africa, it is what everybody say, a digital country, the Singapore of Africa. And that is an example for all the African continent to try to do the same. Rwanda actually became very important to you and and you actually became a Rwandan national, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how did that happen? Uh, That was funny because, uh, you know, I remember we have done, and you know that, everything for Africa we have done free of of charge. That means uh, when we discuss, which is normal, with uh, Taiwan, with United States, with uh, China, the brand, IRCAD, has some value. And that is my role because we need some financial income. For Africa, sure, it was impossible, especially after visiting uh, what we call the memorial. You know that in uh, Rwanda, you had uh, one million deaths in two months. Yes. And you know also, because now it is official, that France was part of that. France was really a support of the guy who was a genocide guy in uh, in Rwanda. So when you visit the memorial with... uh, more than one million deaths, uh, baby, woman, etc. You know, after that, you are a little uh, shocked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I was lucky enough to have more than seven meetings with the president, Paul Kagame, that really I admire. And uh, when you say, but you do all that for free, uh, what I can do for you? And I, I say it was nearly a joke, but oh, you know, I just would like to be a, a Rwanda citizen. And the next, my next visit, I, I had the passport. My name is Enshuti. Yeah, and what amazing. is funny also is that 
after the ceremony, uh, ceremony, opening ceremony in Rwanda uh, two months ago, again he said, I have a gift for you. And uh, five days after, I received a diplomatic, a diplomatic passport, a red one, uh, which means it's a symbol because uh, you, you imagine. But uh, for me, it is a fantastic, uh, fantastic gift. And uh, it's funny also because all my families, they want also to be citizen because it was a proposal. And what is very funny is my granddaughter, you know why she wants to be uh, to be a citizen of Rwanda? It's because she's, uh, she's uh, 13 years old and she, she's very good in the competition of uh, natation. Natation? Swimming. Swimming, uh, swimming, uh, swimming. And so she said, perhaps I, I'm going to be a Rwanda citizen, so it's the only way for me to do Olympic Games <laughs> in the team of Rwanda. <laughs> Quite smart. Quite smart, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're a surgeon, an entrepreneur, a family man, and you're, you're a father, a grandfather. I think you have four grandchildren. And I think you, you named the newest IACAD meeting rooms after your grandchildren. Yeah. So, so your family's always kind of present in your professional life? Always. Is that, is that important uh, to you? Uh, for me, it's very important. As you say, the, the four big meeting rooms of the new building, the name is uh, Emma, Chloe, Louis, Margot, my grandkin. And uh, th that is uh, absolutely, absolutely very important for me. You know, uh, when when I was uh, when I had a decoration from uh, uh, President Macron in the Palace of Elysee uh, two years ago, uh, you, you can invite uh, it's uh, 20 person like that. So, so we were five. And uh, I was the only one with the family. Everybody, they, they invite uh, somebody who can perhaps support uh, them right. one day. You know, polit political invitation. Yes. For me, I was with the grandkids. I was with all the family. And President Macron was with us more than half an hour to discuss with uh, all of them. So, no, no, for, for me, without the, the, without the support of the family, I can do nothing. And... When you are in a very difficult situation, which exists, as I say, so tenacity never was depressed by that, but always you, you, you have the, the, the strength again due to the familial support. You, yeah. you think about uh, your family and you do. Is it sometimes difficult for you to find a balance between your professional life and your personal life? No, and my answer is because it is not the time You, you are with your family. Yeah. It's uh, how intensive is your relationship. When I discuss, for example, with my daughter and with my son, they have never seen me during my uh, surgical uh, profession, except some very uh, short, intensive time. But uh, they, they, it was a success for them in the life, yeah. for, for, my, for my son, for my daughter. And that is also important that at this period, my wife accept not to work. It was for Ircad, but, yeah. but at the beginning, it was for the family, mm. for education. Yes. And uh, when you see the result of an education, uh, today it's not politically correct to say that, but when, when your wife is at home just to educate all the day your, your, your children, It's totally different that if your children are totally alone until uh, 8 p.m. when the mother came back at home. Yeah, yeah. Even if today it's difficult. Yeah. 
you have a, a very busy schedule. You know, you travel a lot. Uh, you're always traveling. Uh, and then you, when you come back here at Yakad, you have lots of meetings and everything. Uh, when you manage to get away from work, what, what would you like to do? What do you like to do in your spare I time? I like to do nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that means, uh, you know, when I have some vacation, never I travel. First of all, to travel for me, it's not, again, it's not a job. It's really a pleasure. Yeah. When I travel, not only for me, it's, it's one of the best periods I am in my life, but I, I see a lot of new things. Mm. You know, to travel, you come back with a lot of ideas, you copy, you say, oh, this, this, that is a fantastic idea to apply to IRCAD, etc. You can even come back with a citizenship. Yeah, like yeah, Rwanda. I can. <laughs> we can have only two, I think, in France. Uh, but after that, when I have some vacation, like Christmas in three weeks uh, what I like is a mountain uh, yeah. so I am so lucky we have a chalet since uh, six years in La Cusa which is a very nice uh, very nice uh, station of uh, of ski and it is all the family is here for 10 days and uh, so it's a uh, Really, uh, I enjoy to be with all the family, with Feu de Cheminée, comme on dit, fire, fireplace, fireplace uh, the snow outside, etc. So that I like to smoke a cigar, to drink a good alcohol. That means uh, I am also an hedonist for life. I, I, life, I, li I like good, uh, good food. Uh, uh, I, I like also, you know, I like to work. But I like not to work also. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a mix, a balance. When we have a course, for example, last week we had a very serious course of hepatobiliary uh, uh, advanced surgery. So it was very serious during two days and a half. But uh, Saturday night, uh, all the experts, they were in my farm and we enjoyed to drink good wine, etc. That's. Uh, That is also, I think, one of the strengths of IRCAD. It is what we call that IRCAD family. Yes. You know, everybody sees it's not a business. Even we, we, we need money. We need a financial income. But for what? For improving the institute, to upgrade everything, to do a new auditorium, to have a new uh, system, audiovisual system, etc. And everybody understands that. And mm. that is the reason why majority of key opinion leaders coming here, they don't ask any honorarium for that. They are just happy to come. Yeah. You seem to have created real friendships. Yes, it's, it's that. It was, it's really the definition of Irkat family. It's yeah. a real friendship. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning you have a big farm in uh, Alsace. Uh, I'd like to talk a bit about Alsace because you are... A celebrity here, you know, people know your name. Everybody knows the name Jacques Marescourt. And uh, I'd like to know, uh, can, can you tell us what it represents to you to have that special status of almost like a celebrity here in Alsace? Is it important to you? So first of all, to speak about Alsace, uh, what I have to say for, for, for this region is that it is an exceptional region. And that is due to the history, because in the past, you know, that we were twice uh, German. So it is really a German attitude for the, for the work. When you see in the lab, for example, what I call the Alsacian nurse, They, they like a, a good job. Yeah. It's as clean at the end of the lab that at the beginning of the lab because if there is a one drop of blood, immediately they are going to clean. You are not to say, please clean. No, it's done. Mm. That is in the mentality. Yeah. The second thing is that uh, Strasbourg is not Paris, it's not Marseille, it's not Lyon. So because it is a small international city, that is important, It was easy to develop a, a, a project like IRCAD. 
because you want to do that in a city like Paris, I think that immediately somebody is going to kill you because mm. they say, well, I want the same. In, in Alsace, it was a totally, a really totally different. So, so you know, uh, some years ago, perhaps I had some temptation to go and to work, for example, in the United States. But that was perhaps uh, 30 years ago. Now, I think that Alsace is one of the best places to do what we do. Yeah. And the proof is that even if the city is not uh, a very big one, even if we have a small airport, we have 8,000 surgeons per year coming in, uh, in Strasbourg. So, uh, you know, it's a little like in US with uh, Mayo Clinic. It is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I think never uh, we would have the success in another country in France than in Alsace. Mm. And that is not chauvinism. I don't know what the, the, um, the translation. I mean, it's pride, but, yeah. you know, it's true. It's to, true. It's uh, probably the perfect place. Yes, yeah, it's to a do perfect it. place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, you, your name, Jacques Marisco, is automatically associated with Ircade. When people say Ircade, they automatically associate it with your name. Do you envision a time when you might transition into another phase of your life? When oh, that, that's a very good question. You imagine that the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes because nobody is internal. Is of course. So today I'm uh, 75 years old. I, have, I absolutely know... Uh, uh, no, I cannot imagine to be retired mm -hmm. because uh, for me it's not a work and I think it will be very good. My wife will never be happy if I was retired, that is sure. So I want to continue, but I want also to imagine the transition. I think that you imagine I speak a lot with a lot of good uh, entrepreneurs, friends that I have, that uh, Perhaps it's a little uh, pretentious to say that I think that uh, I cannot imagine to have one person who is going to replace me. But that is a fact that today you cannot imagine, for example, a surgeon with a surgical activity uh, uh, doing what I do today. Because yeah. uh, what I do today is not what I was able to do when I had my practice, for example. So what I imagine and I start to do that, you know that, that uh, it was important for me to have a right hand uh, to be like operational director. And that is today, uh, you, you know, with Antonello Forgione. Yes. Because um, he, was, uh, he was one of my fellow 20 years ago. He had created a center in Milano. And after that, he came uh, for 30% of his time in IRCAD. And now, since January, he's 100% of his time. And one day, uh, it will be also very important to have, uh, because my position is, uh, even if I am also operational, but normally I am a president of IRCAT, a president is not uh, operational, it's more honorific. And one day will be, and that is very important, to have a very good uh, president who is able uh, to replace me with an international uh, status. And uh, you imagine that I have some idea about that. You imagine also that that has to be confidential for okay. a lot of reasons. Okay, I understand. <laughs> you know, it's like, like a president when they never say who is going to be the prime minister before the election. Of course. Because uh, he needs to be supported by everybody. But uh, you imagine that that is something for me very important because uh, because uh, Irkad is my baby. So I, I, I know that if I have any problem, health problem, for example, immediately we need a continuity. And uh, I know that today it is possible. I know that. Okay. And my final question here today, uh, if you could be in this room 
face to face with the young Jacques Marisco, 25 years old, just starting out. What, what would you say to him? What would you tell him? Uh, you know, first, first of all, I think that uh, I can say to a young Jacques Marisco, as you say, uh, to continue to be always unsatisfied to continue to be a hard worker because these are some uh, virtues that uh, I was educated with that. And uh, uh, also uh, to say that uh, never something is impossible because uh, and, and that never a problem of money is an obstacle for a project, never. The problem is just a limit of imagination. Mm. But if you have imagination, a vision that you need to share with uh, a lot of people you trust in, in this case, go, go, move on, and uh, it will be certainly a success. That's a great take-home message. Thank you so much, Professor Marksko. Thank you for being with us today and for opening up. And I'm sure there's a, a thing or two that people can learn from, from uh, your experience. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. Have a very good day. Thank you. Many, many thanks to all our listeners worldwide. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and stay tuned. We've got more guests and more content coming your way very soon. Thank you, guys, and see you next time. Mm-hmm.